Welcome, everybody, to episode 99 of the Anime Arcade Podcast. My name is Jeff, and I'm here with Carlos. What is up? And Logan. Yo. We do our uh, first part of our spring 2019 reviews. Uh, not late or anything. <laughs> not at all. No, right on time. <laughs> We're talking about those shows. We're going to get about a half the shows we'll be reviewing this season. So I think, I think we did... I don't know. I don't want to say it's the, the better or the worse half, but we did we did a good half of them. <laughs> trying to be trying to be optimistic. I think I, I don't think there was any real stinkers in this in this group or really any huge standouts. But I guess you'll have to wait and see that. But I, I think I definitely there's a few shows that I want to watch now, which I guess yeah. comes out of every review cast. <laughs> what do you guys think? Yeah, uh, there's definitely uh, a couple shows I'm going to be uh, adding to my queue to uh, give a watch after hearing. Carlos talk about them. So there is definitely one short that I want to, to I want to watch for one reason. But, but <laughs> yes, yeah. So we'll get to that. <laughs> you can probably guess exactly what that reason is, knowing Carlos. Idols. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's either idols or etchy. It's one of the two. <laughs> well, as far as I'm concerned, we can jump right into it. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah. Enjoy. Thanks for listening. Forgive me if at some point during the cast today I start running some of my auto battles here on Magia Record. <laughs> I thought for I thought for a second you were gonna say forgive me if I start running some of my auto battles in TFT because now I hear the word auto battle and I immediately think TFT. <laughs> oh, is that a thing? Yeah, people that, can auto battle in TFT. Well, TFT well, is, is yeah. essentially just auto battle. Oh, that's true. Yeah, I guess that's true. I mean, you have to have some intervention, though, but it's minor, I suppose. From from what I, I watched Logan play it while we were at AX, and that was my only experience with it so far. But I know it seems to be taking our community by storm right now, as League of Legends tends to do. <laughs> yeah, for sure. It, it, it's taking the it's, it's honestly taking like just gaming, the gaming world in general by storm. I mean, you just you just got to look at like the Twitch um, numbers these days. And and that's why. You know, we'd like to announce today that Anime Arcade has our own, you know, rising star, Logan. Logan's going to carry <laughs> us all the way and uh, and we'll have name recognition and we'll get sponsorships. And yeah, <laughs> I do it for the people. Heck yeah, dude. How did that Twitch stream go, by the way? Uh, not that great. <laughs> I don't know. I'm sure you yeah. had great, man. I mean, I didn't I play it work. Well. I couldn't watch. It's fine. No worries. I mean, it's something that I think we've all wanted to do a lot. And I'm glad that you were finally able to last night mm-hmm. and... Uh, yeah, I, I again, I was unfortunately unavailable to watch you as well, but I really was. It's like I need to stop what I'm doing right now and go watch this Twitch stream. <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty exciting. Yeah, but yeah, I'll probably continue cool, to man. stream it because it's fun. Yeah, yeah, it's something that's you know, I, I think that's what a lot of people like about it too. Is it's easy to stream. Um, the the streamer along with the viewer are both part of the viewing experience because after you know the the streamer sets their uh their composition um like it's it's all just kind of in the hands of i don't know kind of chance kind of not really yeah 
So, I mean, it's a good experience both ways. And hopefully you guys enjoy watching it as well. If you guys, if any of you guys tuned in, um, pretty sure we, we have abysmal uh, Twitch viewer numbers because we're <laughs> so incredibly infrequent. Nah, it's all right. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's one of those things. If we if we wanted to get into it, I'm sure we could. I'm sure we could make advancements in the Twitch viewership that we have. But it's all about consistency, like we have been with the cast for the most part. <laughs> but yeah, so I've been without you know other than my normal day to day life, I've been playing a lot of Magia Record, which is probably a mobile game that's. I haven't really enjoyed a mobile game quite as much as I have this one. In fact, I've been pretty. Been doing pretty good in it, honestly. So, <laughs> I uh, this latest event had Felicia Mitsuki, a little blonde girl with the purple hood and the horns on her head. Uh-huh. I've already maxed her out at four stars. Oh, so, nice. <laughs> jeez, yeah, uh, I, I haven't logged in like at all, which is um, which is kind of uh, <laughs> shitty, honestly. Yeah. Um, I, I I just keep forgetting to play to play mobile games. I need to. Yeah, get... well, you're you're playing something else right now, right? Yeah, I mean Final Fantasy, but like it's not that hard to log in. But I I do enjoy Maggie Record Story. Like I will do all the event stories just because I think the writing is so solid in the game. Well, I think that's honestly why I've enjoyed it as much as I have because we have we have these great stories with these great characters, and it makes me more inclined to want to spend time to level them and, and pump up their stats and, and give them more attention. And I actually kind of enjoy poking at them in the home screen and seeing the kind of stuff that they say. The uh, There's a new actually event that's coming up where I was reading the description and I have yet to see whether this is actually going to be cool, but the uh, so the Azelius Bloom event is coming up and it's going to introduce three new girls and they're actually a- appearing to introduce kind of the end mechanics where you'll have multiple possible endings depending on the choices you make which is kind of oh, really interesting for a mobile game yeah huh. i didn't realize that was a thing did you guys actually hear um i mean i kind of got this second hand from a, a streamer who was talking about Magi record that um at the at the panel at ax the one that we unfortunately had to miss uh for Magi record they came out and said yeah we would absolutely be interested in doing like a an something exclusive to the american region or to the hmm. the english speaking region which kind of blew a lot of people away because um they would never do that for like most other games yeah just right. about any other like japanese mobile games they're, huh. they're uh, like no <laughs> you, that's you get what japan gets yeah no kidding that that's really cool that they're open to that and that was kind of an offhanded comment though like, like, sure. I, I don't think that was an official statement, uh, but I mean, you know, it's out there now. So people are kind of like, huh, well, I wonder. The fact that they would even entertain the idea is kind of, is kind of cool. It means that they have appreciation for us. And honestly, I don't know what the financial numbers are, but I think the Fate Go, for example, probably doing really, really well outside of Japan. I, I wonder sometimes if it maybe touches the numbers they make inside of Japan, but no. You we, know. Do, we do very, very well, but no, 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 no. Yeah. Absolutely I mean, not. There's a lot more people, though, outside of Japan. But I don't know exactly are, player numbers, but... I mean, there's not a lot more people who are, I don't know... Playing like, fake go. <laughs> or, or just, fit, like, because you, you would, you like, you know, normally the prerequisites are, you A, have to be a fan of anime, which, you know, that kind of 
lowers the population uh, in the the rest of the world quite a bit because we, you know, most people didn't grow up with it. Eh, I guess nowadays more so. But uh, then you have to be a, you don't have to be, but you know, usually you're a fan of the Fate franchise, which you know, a niche with within a niche. And then you have to like mobile games, or you know, at least be interested in the mobile game. And so, and yeah. then you have to be willing to spend money in said mobile game. So yeah, <laughs> the population just keeps getting. Well, and then uh, you get the people seeing. I know this is subjective, but seeing the crowd that Fate Go pulled at AX, yeah. I mean, that was that was intense. I mean, and that was there was nothing like that in any of the other panels I saw as far as excitement and dedication and uh, just sheer numbers. So uh, I don't know. I, again, I, I would love to see the numbers as far as how many players they have and how much money they're making outside of Japan. And I'm assuming maybe if they see those numbers even approaching what they're doing inside of Japan, they're going to want to throw the uh, people outside uh, maybe a bone every now and then. <laughs> It'd be nice. They're doing the roadshow, which is technically outside of Japan, right? I for think a fake go. I think that's ending soon. If not, it's already ended. It might have been. It might have ended at um, AX because because the roadshow was from like February till sometime in summer. It might have been a- at AX, but yeah, hmm. would have made sense probably for them to have that be their the cap to that event, mm-hmm. especially since it's such a big event. Yeah. Uh, otherwise, yeah. So you are you're playing Final Fantasy. I'm playing Muggy Record, and Logan's playing a lot of TFT. And I think we're all kind of crossing over into some of those things <laughs> amongst each other <laughs> as well. But dabbling, yeah, yeah, definitely plenty of plenty of games to keep us all busy right now. And uh, the uh, the new uh, Fire Emblem game comes out. I think this oh, week. Don't remind me. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's another thing that's gonna eat up time. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I have to start bringing my. Um, I'm gonna start bringing my uh, my switch with me on my trips to to my different work sites. Cause, there you go. Yeah, get some get some in every now and again. I can't wait till that sure, comes man. in. Uh, but otherwise, I, I guess it needs to be mentioned in more somber news. Uh, unfortunately, this past week we had a tragedy within the community, and we don't want to. We don't want to spend too much time dwelling on it, but we do want to kind of mention and, and send our thoughts and prayers out to to those who were affected by that, which really includes, I guess, the entire community. But unfortunately, there, as most of you listening to this probably know, was a fire that claimed many lives over in Japan in the Kyoto Animation Studio. So um, definitely something that hit us all pretty hard. Hmm. Yeah, it's uh, it was news that was uh, that went around our our community, you know. Our- small as as it is uh for at least uh two or three days and we're we're still um finding you know uh stuff to mention about it uh to this day um yeah horrible horrible uh tragedy and just awful the way uh it happened arson's bad enough in itself but um a person that deranged it's kind of just makes it even worse um but um uh, in lieu of the tragedy uh we do have um on our twitter and you can find it in the larger uh you know uh, anime twitterverse um but we have we have them as well the links to the multiple ways in which you can um help support or send messages of support to the people of Kyoto Animation uh to let you know or to let them know excuse me that um 
you know, um, we here in the West are, are here for them and uh, hopefully we can help them in their time of need. It's probably a good thing, honestly, just to be totally frank that we're talking about this several, you know, going on close to a week, I guess, after this happened, because uh, I probably would have had a hard time composing myself. It was, it was pretty emotional. I have a hard time thinking of anything that kind of any, a tragedy as bad as this one mm. to hit this fandom in general. Uh, and even just, I mean, it's such a huge tragedy just for Japan as well. Like I read yeah. it was the you know, second last or second largest rather mass murder in Japanese history. There's something to that effect. Jeez. Just, yeah. Yeah. And, and, and like one of the, one of the few since the war itself, which yeah. is, that's so like crazy. Just, yeah, it's an unspeakable horror Horrible. that took place. Mm. Yep. Yeah. It, you know, it, there's a, a lot of these tragedies kind of happen, but Japan's one of those countries you, you, you think of as being not immune to it, but pretty close to that. They don't see this kind of stuff happen very often. And for it to hit, you know, creators who I don't know any of these people and I haven't looked up the names of those who perished, but, uh, somehow you feel kind of connected with these creators. I think when you watch the works that they produce and, uh, it, at least I like to kind of think that that's maybe the reason why it hit me so hard emotionally mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> because partially I feel like I know these people a little bit mm-hmm. and you, you know, you just got to try to remain positive, I guess. And I think we're all kind of getting over it as far as the grief goes and, and the tragedy that happened and, and it's time of course heals, but, uh, I guess you just have to celebrate the works that they did produce and, and always yeah, keep that in mind. Mm-hmm. Well, and then like we said uh, before, you, you could also, you know, let them know, uh, let the ones who survived uh, know, kind of help the healing process. Cause aside from the people who have to heal from the burns, um, there is also the horrible mental trauma that comes with an attack that, um, yeah. that vicious, uh, and and you know we have to shout out uh, the people at Sentai Filmworks almost immediately starting up a GoFundMe uh, that at this point is uh, in the millions, right? Uh, something like that, yeah. It, it's it, it's really really high. Um, uh, actually, they crossed I, a million within twenty four hours. Yeah. I think. So yeah. as like as of this podcast, uh, we're recording on uh, July twenty first. Um, it is at uh, one million. Eight hundred sixty thousand nine hundred six dollars. So, yeah. way to go, everybody! Um, show that support. Um, people who've also like, um, I believe, Cube uh, and, and Logan, you you guys went to the uh, Kyoani uh, website, and like mm-hmm. many other people went to the Kyoani website to buy stuff so they could directly um, uh, fund yeah. or help fund them. Yeah, um, there's a. A, a link that I think we have retweeted on our Twitter that yeah. will send you to the QAnny shop where you can buy essentially like high res backgrounds for, you know, your computer or your phone or whatever. Um, and it's just a few bucks each, but it's like a great way to directly contribute to Kyoto animation and um, not put any burden on them because it's all digital. So mm-hmm. it's like a twofold thing because <laughs> they sure as hell don't have time right now to kind of uh, deal with packaging and shipping stuff. So right, yeah. Well, I'm not certain that they could. They, they unfortunately, could. Um, the the fire took place at Studio One, as it was called, and I they see. have various other studios uh, throughout the uh, the the region. That's there. good to know. So 
this won't be the end of them yeah. um yeah but it's it's just a huge blow emotionally and uh and physically and just everything so mm-hmm. hopefully um, they can recover real quick couple more shout outs uh for you know the all the people like there's different websites and again they're linked on ours who send out um Support messages uh, recently in in the Japanese media, there was um, they actually covered it, uh, you know, about foreigners uh, and stuff like that, and they're pretty um, positively responsive. Um, they're you know really happy that you know the community at large uh, has um, shown come out and shown support. And uh, shout out to uh, the Otaku Spirit podcast because I. I haven't listened to it yet because I just saw it this morning, but they, they recently released um, their latest episode. Uh, I believe it's entitled uh, Kyo Any Strong, um, which, you know, discusses it. So, um, you know, after you're done with this episode or hell right now and just pause this episode and go and give them a listen and come right back and listen to our uh, spring reviews part one. Yes. Finally. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Only three well, weeks I'm, late. Yeah, we're only we're only a couple of weeks late. I we still are, only have episode the one of the. Procrastinating guys. <laughs> well, to be fair, we've we've been at AX. Yeah. So, and we've had the excitement of AX and everything that comes before and after it. So that's my excuse. I'm sticking to it. Yeah. Sounds good. We, we've we've been high on idols and and just kind of. Like instead of watching our shows, we've been just like watching, uh, you know, the adorable antics of our favorite idols, and and <laughs> that's legit a problem for me. Yeah, times yeah, that I shouldn't have spent I, watching I, some of my shows. I keep sending. I, that's partially my fault. I I am <laughs> like I'm not sure if you noticed, but on the idol hell chat, like I've been I've been specifically sending Anchan stuff and Chico pictures. <laughs> like here you go, Jeff. <laughs> Enjoy. Logan, yeah. I already know I got you. <laughs> yeah, I'm good. I'm in. I bought a a, a Suwawa photo book off of uh Did Mandarake. you really? Oh, did you yeah. buy the um yeah, yeah, that's a good photo book. I, I got that one in Japan. It's it's so good. Yeah. She's so cute. First thing like that. I've I've been getting comments in my household asking me if I've memorized all the words yet. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> Have you, Jeff? That tells you anything. No, not quite. Yeah. It's hard to memorize words when you don't understand what they mean. <laughs> it's like, like, I could just imagine Jeff like walking around his house with like Kimi no Kokoro, you know, or something like that <laughs> on in the background yeah. and just he stops saying no hi, hi. I still I, need to learn the songs first and then I'll start trying to practice the callback. I was, uh, I was thinking this the other day. Um, I have, you know, uh, PlayStation VR and I have Beat Saber. And I was wondering if anyone has ever, like, made, uh, like, Beat Saber tracks to Aquar songs or Idol songs in general where you can practice, like, light stick movements. <laughs> That'd be amazing. I mean, if they haven't done it, then they should do they it. Should and do there that. should probably be an entire game dedicated to that, <laughs> yeah. quite honestly. Yeah. But... How to be an Idol fan. Right. <laughs> light stick one. learning. But yeah, wouldn't be the anime arcade podcast without us <laughs> getting sidetracked with idle yeah. idle talk. Yeah. I, was gonna, I was gonna say, <laughs> let's, let's get into the season. <laughs> uh, okay, I guess the first one's me. Yep, and it is a short named Senryu Shoujo or Senryu Girl. 
the synopsis for this one is Yukashiro Nanako is a cute, cheer- uh, cheerful high school girl with one peculiar trait. Instead of verbal communication, she writes Senryu, a type of haiku, uh, to relay her thoughts. Uh, together with ex-delinquent Busujima uh, Eiji, they are budding freshmen of the school's literature club. Even though Nanako doesn't talk with the power of Senryu, the adorable pair has no problem enjoying their fun school life through the tune of 575 syllables. Um, so yeah, this is just kind of a, like a super cute little uh, 12-minute short um, kind of centered around these two characters, Nanako and Eiji, um, and they're kind of interactions as they you know it's clearly that they that they like each other but you know it's that whole high school romance thing where nothing ever actually happens it's just a lot of cute moments um but i did find this show really interesting uh purely because nanako does only communicate through uh haikus mm-hmm. um and it was interesting to see how they subtitled it and phil ended up sitting down with me last night because i finished the show last night and he was actually impressed that all the subtitles were done in the same format so they translate everything in haikus uh with the same syllable limits that and is everything. impressive because it, it's hard it's yeah. very difficult um uh especially because you know the this the syllable structure between english and japanese is so different mm-hmm. yeah uh it's a tremendous attention to detail for a short for sure honestly and man it looked really really good uh the main girl was super cute um i don't know nanako's art i know yeah yeah it looks like maybe this is from a a, an original four coma manga and her art in the four coma was really cute yeah uh so i'm hoping they translated that well to the show yeah the the art was fantastic she was super adorable um not a lot of uh, substance, I would say, really. Um, if you're looking for like a deep story, it's just a super cute slice of life uh, comedy anime um, with a, a pretty good cast of characters. I think I might have to watch this now because she's also voiced by Kana Hanazawa. <laughs> yeah, she is. <laughs> um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, yeah, it's just fun. Um, I, Carlos, there's a character that I know you would love. Uh, named Koto Utsuki, who's like a, an older sister type who says extremely lewd things all the time, um, <laughs> suggestive things. Who's and you're not going to believe this? <laughs> She's played by Rikako. <laughs> really? Yeah. Wow. Okay. Uh-huh. So, um, I'm going back into Love Live. Yeah. This. <laughs> This show has a lot going for it. I think I will absolutely be watching this. Yes. Yeah, it's it's a lot of fun. Um, and it's a short. How long was each episode? Twelve minutes. Uh, I mean, oh, okay, it's probably so it's actually like shorts. eight minutes of content, and then you've got the OP and the ED, and then the little right. like, preview. So it's not a huge time commitment at all. Um. Yeah, I guess my only complaint is that I wish it was longer <laughs> because I always wish that these kinds of things are longer. But uh, for short, it's really, really quite good. I really love that we're seeing more of this kind of semi-short, you know, short type thing now with the 12-minute long shows as opposed to what they used to be like four minutes and you'd get a minute and a half of an intro and an outro. So you'd basically get like a minute of content. Yeah. 
Yeah, especially like there's so many like four, yeah, four or five minute shows with like a uh, a one minute intro, and you're just like, why? What is even yeah. the point here? Um, but anyways, uh, I think I'm gonna give Senryu Shoujo a four out of five. Um, nice. Yeah, I really enjoyed it, and I do hope that we get more. Awesome. Very good, man. Yeah, no, that that sounds sounds like a show I'm probably gonna have to go and check out, especially as easy as that will be to binge. I believe the second show was yours. It's mine as well. as well, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, because I cheated and drafted a couple shorts <laughs> this past season. It's okay. Um, I ended up getting a short too because one of my shows just didn't come out. Yeah. Uh the second show that we have on here is Isekai Quartet. Um which is a pretty funny little short that is also uh, 12 minutes per episode. And it's a crossover between four franchises. Uh, we have Tanya, the Sa- um, fuck. <laughs> saga of Tanya, the evil man. Mm. That was, I could not remember how to say that. Yojo Senki, I think is the Japanese title. Um, ReZero. <laughs> um, uh, God, I just lost everything. Um, Oh, Konosuba and then Overlord. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Titles that I should not be forgetting off the top of my head. Um, and this one actually does kind of have a little bit of a uh, a story. I wasn't necessarily expecting going into it that it would have any kind of like through line. Um, but all of these characters and it's kind of like the main characters of the show plus their entourage. So <laughs> yeah. for... Um, Cosmo, we've got Darkness, we got Aqua, we got Megamine. Um, for uh, Subaru, we've got Amelia, Remin Ram, and uh, oh, what's the teacher's name? Uh, damn it! Oh, uh, Roz yeah, <laughs> yeah. Roz, yeah. Uh, he's their teacher for some reason. Well, they also have Beatrice, right? Oh yeah, and Beatrice. Yeah, I suppose. Um, I forgot about her. <laughs> um. You're going to have to help me with Tanya's entourage. So, Tanya, I don't ever remember, like, Ser- Tanya's... Serbiakova? No. Yes, yeah, Victoria, no. Uh, Victoria. Serbiakova is, is the only, is the only, like, important character. True. In that. Uh, and then there's <laughs> Tanya. And then, like... like the dudes. I, I do love, like, Tanya's, like, that. that's Tanya, like... Uh, so part part of the way through in the, the the Tanya show, she like forms like an elite unit of mages, kind of like their their SEAL Team Six essentially. Okay. Um. So that's they're like the captains of that team. But I just like I like them, but I can never remember their names because I'm like, what's Tanya doing? Why do I care what these guys are doing? <laughs> <laughs> they're all a bunch of pervy old men. I mean, I, soldiers, I love so. that. I love the you know the moments when people call them like total scumbags because yeah. they're like checking out the girls. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, let me see. Then uh, for Overlord, it's uh, Ains Al Ghul or however the hell you say Momonga. Mm. Um, there's Albedo. There's um, Shelter. Yeah, essentially, the all the all the captains of the different floors of, yeah. of the uh, the necropolis. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cocutis and yeah. Demiurg. <laughs> yeah. Uh so. yeah. None of them know why they've been transported. Like, okay, so <sighs> they, <laughs> the show starts out with uh, we see that there is this button that uh 
I guess Kazuma just finds on the floor of their mansion in the Konosuba world. Um, and then we get to see like the overload world talking about it a little bit and how like it's probably a trap and no one should press the button. Then we go back to Konosuba and Megumi just presses the button um, because that's just what Megumi would do. And uh, yeah, they all kind of appear in this school and get told that they just have to live a school life for some reason. <laughs> and from there, it's just kind of like uh, various interactions between these characters. Um, Tanya thinking everyone is being X or whatever his name is. Um, I loved the bits too about how each of them ended up pushing the buttons. It just, they, yeah. they were so well done. How, how did, but, did we see how Subaru's group pushed the button? I don't remember if we saw that. <sighs> I don't remember. Yeah, I don't remember whether we saw Subarus. I, I'm thinking Tanya specifically, where she's like flying through the oh, air on that, that was thing. And she's... I forgot about that. Yeah, the dual buttons. <laughs> yeah, she's like, there's two buttons. And he's like, have you lost your mind? And, and she looks down. <laughs> and she's scientist. got two remotes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, I, I like that they address that all the main characters know, you know, by the end of the show that they're all from Japan. Um, and they were transported that's kind of one interesting worlds. thing about this show is that each of these different worlds have the main characters originally from Japan so it's kind of a connection between all the main characters well, yeah. and it's it, I love too that like that um, like so Subaru and Kazuma are both you know uh, school age uh, guys so they they get along kind of relatively well but uh-huh. Momonga and and Tanya are both former salarymen yeah <laughs> so they're just like like they get along really really well as well it's, oh, it's a funny dynamic between yeah, the one four of my characters. favorite bits was uh when Subaru and Cosmo are like describing their situations um and how they're both kind of like saying they both had it pretty bad and then Subaru's talking about how he's got a maid that loves him unconditionally uh and that you know, him and Amelia are <clears throat> really like hitting it off. And Cosmo's he just lives like, in a mansion. Yeah, he lives in a mansion. And yeah, Cosmo's <laughs> just like disgusted with him. <laughs> He's like, You have a harem. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um Yeah. Like the only other bit that I really remember off the top of my head, which was the funniest bit in the show for me, um, was the whole um union part where she's seemingly the only person in class oh, three <laughs> <laughs> yeah so mean it's so mean and like she's just sitting there by herself and it keeps saying that she has friends but she doesn't and it's so sad and so funny um, <laughs> there's so many pieces to this show that just had me cracking up i, I don't know this is one of those shows and I, I think it would fall flat if someone hadn't didn't have an idea of how each of these shows were in their own iterations. Uh-huh. So a lot of the humor came as kind of inside jokes with the characters and the way that they interacted with each other. Um, one of the last things that I remember seeing was that that really had me cracking up was when uh, Tanya thought that Aqua was being X. Oh, yeah. Unleashes <laughs> her power. Because Aqua was talking about how she was a deity and Tanya just got this idea. It's like, okay, this is being X and then had the magic output. And then you go back, it goes back to like her entourage and the guy's like foaming at the mouth and he's like, <laughs> PTSD. <out>. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because Tanya's abused him. So, 
<laughs> how everyone just ignores Aqua because she's like saying that she was saying a god, saying that she was a goddess from the very beginning, but Pony didn't pay any attention to her. <laughs> because why would you? <laughs> uh, yeah, Aqua was great though. Yeah. I, I honestly, and then Amelia, of course, ever wants everyone to be friends. Oh, and... she's so cute and wants to be like like it made me laugh that like when they when it came time to uh, to choose uh, the class rep, uh-huh. like they had like kind of like the the little nod to rezero with the like election type thing. Uh-huh. I, th- I thought that was pretty good. Yeah. Also, the um, the whole bit with Subaru and his uh, return by death thing, like. You know, oh yeah, when he has to use that, yeah, yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah, all the, the that freaking hamster that keeps gnawing <laughs> on his head. <laughs> yeah. uh, what do you call it? Yeah, that's the uh, that's from Overlord. I forget what his name is. Yeah, the it's like one of the first one of the first monsters that Momonga subdues. <laughs> Freaking Momonga. Yeah, there's there's so much to the show. Like if, if you're if you've watched all four shows, there's so much that you're you're getting out of that. But if you've even watched one, I think yeah. you yeah. still really get enjoyment out of the show. And maybe it, it might actually kind of spur you on to kind of be like, oh, I kinda of wonder what this show's about. Yeah. I think even if you just have a general idea of what each of the shows are before going into this. I didn't watch I watched a few episodes of Overlord. Um I didn't finish Tanya. So I knew what the characters were, who they were. Uh, and I felt like I got a hundred percent out of this show because of that. But um, <laughs> there's just, there's gold. There's so much gold between these characters. I mean, you've got, like you said, the two salary men that are in completely opposite bodies. You've got the skeleton Lord and you've got the little girl <laughs> oh, man, <laughs> who yeah. were previously it, salary men. It, like, <laughs> around social media, they were calling that the, uh, the, I miss my dick club. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was like, that's mean. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I looked at the comment about food and how Momon was like, must be nice to be able to eat. <laughs> uh, yeah, you, it's it's great to be an OP skeleton until you know you realize that you miss out on the finer things of life. <laughs> and he. Uh... He, the the first time that I think Momonga's introduced to Aqua and Kazuma and how Aqua casts turn on de- undead on him and he's like wow that actually hurt and I'm hundredth level and then Kazuma just like punches her in the head and like tells <laughs> her to stop and he's like and then this regular human is able to stop this goddess that just was able to harm me <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> there's serious there's serious power imbalance issues in this world. <laughs> It's just little little pieces of gold, I think, throughout this show that are just great to me. I think what did tie it together, though, was the Konosuba cast because, like, the, like the other three are from very serious backgrounds. Yeah. But what made it like, what made it funny was the you know the the actual comedy cast. Because yeah. otherwise, I think it'd be a little weird. <laughs> oh man, for sure. Every time Darkness got a skit, oh, just like her personality. She's so, she was. I, I could see, like, I could see. An argument like for somebody who might not have liked the show, I could see that like that might have gotten old because it's sure. pretty much every time. But I love darkness. So every time <laughs> she was on the screen, I'm like, ah, I love it. I, I love her being like the crazy masochist that she is. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, I loved her interactions with uh, I have no idea what the name of the thing is with from Overlord, like the uh, mantis looking thing. Yeah, Cocutus. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the, yeah. <laughs> every time she would make a comment, he just be like what 
I it's probably just like I don't have those bits. Yeah, <laughs> I can't do what you think. I could probably do. Yeah, he has four arms, so he can hold her down. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> darkness <laughs> and then like every time just like you know aqua's being awkward like when she's like you know being i it's it's it was funny to me like you know the her whole bit of you know being the um overly confident goddess and then kind of Cosima puts her in her place and she does that really crying whining thing uh-huh. i don't know yeah. why i find that funny i know some people don't but i i think she's funny oh no i think the whole interaction between them is very comical yeah no like i i was expecting to enjoy this show uh, but I wasn't expecting to enjoy it as much as like, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't know how to say it. Cause like, I thought it was just going to be like a cheap, just throw everyone together. And to a certain extent, yeah, kind of, but it was still, it still works so much better than I thought it would. So, yeah, I mean, I thought clearly the writers had a good understanding of who each of these characters were because there were little things that they just little bits that kind of flew under the radar maybe for someone who didn't know the characters well mm-hmm. and like you said i think knowing all four of these properties would really is how you're going to get the most out of the show if you don't know anything about any of them i assume it's going to be kind of boring <laughs> i can understand most of the humor but it was also perfect as a short though i i for sure don't, i don't think it should have been longer than this and i think it works because of that so i yeah. i recommend it because it's a short mm-hmm um also getting a second season which is cool yes nice yeah very excited didn't they aren't they introducing other worlds too in the second season um, like there's going to be people from other isekai shows i don't know that i don't be awesome. hopefully they if <laughs> they did that they would have to change the name shows... from quartet to something else <laughs> i'm not sure whether shows they could pull from in another world with my smartphone Sure. Do you, okay. Do you love her? Mo- do you love your mom and her no, two target text? Yeah, I don't think that's going to be it. But I'm, too, I'm too, s- too so enjoying that fucking show. By the way, uh, I heard the main kid's uh, a real drag. Other, other than that, eh, it's fine. He's fine. I mean, yeah. he's 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 not the most offensive. <laughs> um. Yeah. Uh, Some more serious ones, like the the one with the goblins that are really bad. I forget the name of it. Oh. Um. Uh, Grimgar? Yeah, I don't think any of the Grimgar characters are all that interesting, no. though. <laughs> I mean, they're interesting. They're you great. Mean, yeah, give but me I don't me. think they, they do too well in this show. No, no probably not. No. Uh, the, uh, no one else watched the show in existence, but the uh, uh, Parallel World Death Rhapsody one. Um, that'd be a lot of fun to see those characters again. Um, that, that title's familiar. I can't. I can't bring it to my mind, though. It's like Death March in a Parallel World Rhapsody. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, I didn't watch that one. <laughs> no. 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 No one in existence did. you'd like to see in <laughs> Isekai Quartet. Uh, but for now, let's uh, l- l- let's score this one. Yeah. Yeah, I think uh, I'll give this one a four out of five as well. Yeah, I'd, I'd go four. Four out of five for sure. Man, if Aichan ended up in this world, I feel like she'd make a real mess of things. <laughs> she doesn't really have a personality yet. <laughs> That's the problem. 
I just need to keep, I just need to start dropping little crumbs around, and we'll give her a personality as these casts uh, go. Oh, okay. So like people will start making memes about her. <laughs> <laughs> I I think I Chan though. I think she'd do all right. I think she'd have four out of five hearts. There you go. In this show. I got to get the Aichan in there every once in a while. Mm-hmm. We used to do it a lot more than we do now. Um, what about Aichan? Ow. Oh, damn. <laughs> Next level. <laughs> Next fucking level transition. <laughs> um, you yeah, like that so- segue? <laughs> Sick, bro. <laughs> I, hear, I hear she has trouble. <laughs> I hear she has academic issues. <laughs> okay. Okay. We're pushing it a little far now. We are. Uh, so the next show is one that I I didn't draft, but I, I substituted because Gunjo no Magmo uh, did not get picked up by anybody. So I ended up watching Aochan Can't Study, which is a short, uh, I believe it's on Crunchyroll. Yeah, that's where I watched it. It was Crunchyroll. Um, that deals with a girl named... Uh, uh, I believe it's uh, Ao Horie. Uh, Ao uh, is kind of plagued by memory from her past when she was uh, in kindergarten. Her dad taught her how to spell her name. Uh, A is an apple and O as an... It, it's the... the My anime list page says O is an orgy. I believe the way it's translated in Crunchyroll is O is an O-face, oh. uh, which both are good. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But from then on, like, she gets a reputation as being, you know, uh, a dirty girl, essentially, uh, because her dad is in uh, erotic novels. Uh, he writes erotic novels. Um, and, um, like, you know, he brought her up with all this, you know, smut and stuff like that. So um, she pretty much from then on uh, dedicates herself to uh, studying and you know, trying to portray herself more as like a proper lady and, and, you know, a model student. She's got like a goal to go to like this, uh, really great school after, uh, after high school and, you know, get a good job and stuff like that. Um, however, uh, one day, uh, in class, well, actually, like I, she starts getting approached by this guy named, um, uh, Takumi, uh, Kijima and he's always interested in her, but, uh, Ao's got a really dirty mind from years and years of being, you know, uh, subjected to smut. Uh, <laughs> so she always, she kind of has like darkness's mind, you know, like she always sees something in the dirtiest possible light. But unlike darkness, she's not into it. Well, <laughs> I guess yes and no. Um, however, Takami, for his part, is just a regular high school boy. Yeah. And he's just interested in her because she's, you know, cute and interesting and stuff like that even though all the other boys aren't terribly interested in now because of she's like you know really cold and standoffish um so the rest of the show is really just takami trying to get together with Ao, like you know trying to uh i, I actually i think mid like mid-season or earlier he actually does confess to her so like it it from there it becomes like Ao trying to decide what she's going to do because she really wants to you know dedicate herself to studying but Uh she can't get takumi out of her head and all (laughs) the dirty things that just kind of come with you know that uh and then of course because this is an edgy comedy um you know some of those things come to fruition in different ways like you know they get into 
I guess what, what I would call etchy mishaps, um, <laughs> you know, involving stuff like swimsuits. I'm sure your imagination, your imagination can take you where it needs to go. Um, there's other characters, uh, Hori, uh, I'm sorry, Ao's dad, um, Hanasaki Horie, who is the novelist, uh, is portrayed as this like little tiny old man. Uh, if you ever watched Ranma one half and you remember the character Haposai, he looks like kind of like Haposai, just like a tiny, teeny, tiny little old man. Um, but I actually really love this character, not because he's, you know, a pervert, which makes me really laugh um, <laughs> and demands um, pudding shaped like a breast. But uh, he actually is a like a really loving father. And like, actually, the they do kind of like i guess you you would say spoil it with com- comedy at the end but like he's actually like really loves his daughter and like really looks out for her even though he's a uh, reprehensible pervert um <laughs> there's also you know the different friends uh, uh and um hanasaki has a uh, uh what do you call it like an assistant or yeah uh, like an editor who comes around the house and stuff like that and uh, he's an older man, um, not like an old man, but like an older man than uh, yeah. Ao, and Takumi gets jealous of him. So there's like a bunch of, you know, um, there's a bunch of like stuff happening in this short. Again, this is like one of those 12 minute shorts, so like a half, ha- uh, half episodes. Uh, but I would recommend it because uh, it actually does have a payoff. Um, hmm. I I. Like if I remember correctly, they they do get together at the end. Oh, nice! Um, it's Hell it's yeah. not it's not like terribly. I, I I like. I don't know. I don't know how to put it. Like, yeah. it, it's it's not the most romantic thing, but it's like, hey, there's a payoff. Um, so it is a short that you can watch pretty seamlessly, and then be like, all right, that's the end. I don't need any more of this. Uh if they want to continue with her and Takumi in like college and her mind still being the tremendous uh-huh. perverted thing that it is, I wouldn't say no, but uh, uh-huh. as it stands, it was actually a very, very enjoyable etchy, um, which is a breath of fresh air. Nice. Um, so for this one, in terms of my f- favorite short, it's probably had a, I actually want to give this a 4.5. This would probably okay. be a 4.5 oh, for yeah. me as, in terms of shorts. It doesn't beat my best or or it's not on par with Oshite Galko-chan, but... I it, have a couple of really important there. questions about oh, this Oh, boy. Okay. Is there an accidental boob grab? I believe so. I have to... I mean, I can't remember off the top of my head every scene, but I, I had to does guess, he, yes. Does he ever walk in on her in the bathroom? Uh no, or getting dressed. Yeah, okay, yeah, there that. Okay. (laughs) Does she have parents? Does she have parents? Yeah, I told you she's got a dad. That's right. Okay. Yeah, he was around during the show, though. I was trying to think for some reason when you mentioned he's actually a big part of the show. (laughs) Okay, cool. Yeah, I mean he was a big part of her past. I didn't know if he was around during the show. No, he's he's around. Like he's the reason why. Like for a lot of the mishaps and stuff like that, because he also tries to help her with her romantic life. And uh, <laughs> he's just as clueless, so it's great. All right, all right. I'm just trying to see like where on the on the etchy power scale this show. <laughs> I mean, for reference, <laughs> like uh, one of the last episodes is like the dad wants to support her uh, for 
the this like the sports day festival and they show sports day pe- festivals in the past and the very first sports day festival he went to for his daughter at elementary school mind you he handed out copies of his erotic novels to the oh, other boys. oh my god <laughs> so he is kind of clueless but he's still a really really you know sweet dad to uh, this guy's Al. the worst he... yeah. <laughs> this guy uh, I, I wish I could remember the word that they use for like total pervert in Japanese other than hentai. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool though. I mean, it sounds like it ended up being a pretty cute show. Yeah. Yeah. It, it was, it was, it was fun. It was funny. And, and at times it was actually cute. And I was like, huh, well, wow. that uh, was not expecting that at all. <laughs> um, yeah. Cool, man. So that, that was, it, it was nice to have a, have an etchy that um didn't put me off or wasn't just kind of like um meh um the next show is also mine um which you'll have to excuse me for a second uh uh-huh. it's also our first show that's not a short this episode <laughs> uh crap yeah so this one is uh based on a mobile game it is um Hachigatsu no Cinderella 9, which is just Cinderella 9 in the uh, uh, in the English translation. Uh, again, this is based off a mobile game. Uh, the mobile game is literally just uh, a baseball mobile game where you collect girls and make a team or something like that. I, I played it for all of like 20 minutes before I was like, yeah, there's no wiki for this and I don't know what's going on. So this is, this is wasted on me. Um, but it looked interesting and it's, it's really cute. If uh, any of you out there are fans of like keys and I, um, you'll remember, uh, she did a couple baseball episodes with like another kind of virtual character. Like that was this character, like from th- that was a character from the show, um, named, uh, Subasa uh, Arihara. Um, uh, Subasa is a, uh, like a really ganky type character. Uh, she loves baseball and she decides at her new high school, uh, cause she's a freshman that she wants to start up a girls baseball association, not, not softball baseball. Um, so she <clears throat> like, it, it's, it starts out really, really like love life. Um, uh, in that it's a girl who's just like, Hey, I have an idea. I want to do this thing. Um, and she uh, enlists the help of a friend and they go around. Um, I believe it's Tomoe. Yeah, Tomoe. And um, they go around trying to um, recruit for her uh, for her new baseball team. Um, each episode, like, each of the first episodes is kind of just like, you know, the, the whole uh, recruitment drive. Um However, the recruitment drive doesn't last that long. And I think uh, one thing I can say about the show is they did a really good job kind of uh, pacing it out so they didn't spend, <coughs> excuse me, the whole time uh, recruiting new characters. Um, so I think by like the third or fourth episode, uh, they have pretty much everyone they need and they play their first game by the fifth. Um hmm. I, I won't go over all the characters because there's sure. so, so many of them. <laughs> uh, 
uh well okay maybe not that many but still uh there's there's quite a few and like much like an idol uh show or really kind of just like a sports show in general like you know each of the characters kind of have their own like little quirks there's a girl who's like overly shy there's a, <laughs> a girl who's like wants to be part of the cheer squad and um like her outfit always involves this weird hat i don't know uh there's a girl who says nya all the time and she's a newspaper reporter so like you know quirks and stuff like that and they, they rarely bound outside of those quirks um but we come to find out eventually that um uh, Subasa was in a little league team that allowed, you know, both boys and girls, and they actually won like the national tournament or whatever, um, hmm. which I actually enjoyed because it was like, it wasn't a person who was like, I want to create this team, uh, to, uh, to avenge myself or avenge my past of, you know, my past loss in a major tournament or, you know, like one of those kind of, uh, tropey ones, like, yeah. uh, Subasa had, had been to the top. The only reason that she she needed to go somewhere else was because, you know, by high school, boys and girls can't play together anymore. Um, so she needed a girls baseball team. Um, and like her whole thing is, you know, I don't. She She's not one of those characters who's like. I play to win. She's like, I just want everyone to have fun, that kind of thing, you know, yeah. a, a Genki character, essentially. Um, uh, eventually they get to. Uh, uh, Shinonome uh, Ryo, who is um, the rival for, uh, who was uh, Subasa's rival during that that big tournament that Subasa won, um, and she is the everything's about winning. You know, like yeah, like at one point she says, "What are you doing? This isn't a game." And I'm like, "You're literally playing baseball, which is a game." Uh, <laughs> uh, but she's she's that type of character. Eventually, you know the. They bring her around to their side and and uh, she starts playing for love of the game and all that stuff. Um, they actually they actually like find a field to play baseball in and they have to. Uh, how do you say it? Like when you clear out a field, like they have to make it into a baseball field because it, it was overgrown and stuff like that. OK. Um, and then like there are sunflowers that grow at the edge of the field. So they literally make like a field of dreams type of situation with sunflowers, <laughs> which Hell yeah. I enjoyed because I enjoy that movie. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it's like it, I wouldn't come to the show for the most realistic baseball uh, or for the animation, uh, for sure. Um, the animation does get a little janky at times. It can get OK, but I, I think I was saying this to Logan beforehand, but um uh, I was I was really worried about watching this show because I had gotten a lot of, uh, you know, people saying, oh, this animation's terrible. It's, you know, it's, you know, not good to watch. And I will agree that there's some parts of it that just don't look that great. But I think my bar is super, super low at this point because I've seen Ongoku Shoujo and um, My Sister, My Writer. <laughs> and those two shows are the lowest bar you could possibly have for well at least right now for me um so this right here falls into mediocre or maybe subpar animation but nowhere near as bad as people were saying in my opinion um it was a little odd uh that the 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 choice of animation that they have um each of the girls as you know they they you know as anime characters are want to do they each have different eye color 
uh, but their eyelash, you know, the the part over their eye is the same yeah. color as their iris, which is weird to me. I mean, it didn't huh. throw me off that much. It was just an odd choice. Wait, so, so their eyebrows are their eye color? No, no, no. The the eyelashes. So you know, like there's oh, an eyebrow eyelashes. which is well above your your eye. And yeah, then yeah, yeah. Like okay. the top part of the eye. You know, like sometimes the animators they'll make it like a little thicker. So that's their, uh-huh. like their eyelashes. It's the same color as their iris. Interesting. Huh. So Subasa's eyelashes are blue. Uh, yeah. I mean, not all of them are like that, but like it's a, it's noticeable enough for me to always notice it and be like, huh, their eyelashes are a different color. Interesting. Um. <clears throat> going on from that um so they play the first game and they get trounced <laughs> just decimated um by this team uh that's another thing i i enjoyed about the show um I, i'm just gonna go ahead and spoil it spoiler spoilers yeah. again you're you're watching or watching you're watching a spoiler cast please don't be watching us that's really creepy <laughs> if you're watching us i want i need to know how you're doing that um anyway uh so yeah they they lose a lot i mean uh and they actually um there's a big fight and push for them to to enter the national tournament because you know they want to play um but again they're mostly freshmen with a few second years in there um so they end up playing in the national tournament uh and i they win their first my i think they win their first match but they lose overall that's the way I interpreted that 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 ending. But it's like you end you end on a loss, and I'm like, that's actually kind of cool. Like you know, it's not just like a oh we because they just started baseball. Like Subasa and and Rio are both you know you know really good at baseball because they've been doing it like all their life. But all the other girls are like really just learning like just their positions. Um, like. Not even at the beginning of the of the year, they they learned, you know, what different mitts were for. <laughs> so it's like that's a that's a basic level baseball right there. Um, and, and yeah, I, I'm glad they they didn't take them from like absolute nothing to like national champions. I will say that I think that what they were going for was for a continuation. You know, you go into like the next year and hey, or maybe not next year, maybe just next semester. And it's like, Hey, we have this national competition experience under our belt and we go into the next part stronger. However, I think that might be kind of putting the cart before the horse there, because I don't think it's ever going to get another season. (laughs) Um, I mean, it might get another season, but it's, it's kind of doubtful at this point, especially with the, the reception, at least in the West, I'm not sure how it was received in Japan. Um, but the, the, I think, I think this could be kind of like, um, the situation we had with, uh, with real girl Logan, uh-huh. yeah. uh, where like the first season was like good. I mean, uh, mm-hmm. but you know, the animation was like a, maybe a little jankier and then like sure. the second season was so much better, yeah. um, story wise and, you know, animation wise, uh-huh. um, I think like this could be that, but I okay. just I just don't think that they're going to have like the funding for a second season, which is a shame because mm. I actually I did enjoy the show um, Who more so one? than I thought I was going to. Um, uh, TMS Entertainment. Okay. Yeah. yeah. It, it's again, 
animation quality not great but not a reason to to throw the show away although if you're a you know a i guess a hardcore baseball realist um they are wearing really cute uniforms but they are skirts and they are sliding into bases with skirts on <laughs> not the most realistic thing but then i mean anime space jam exists so meh. <laughs> uh yeah <laughs> kuroko no basuke for those of you like cocking your head to the side and wondering when michael jordan entered the anime world how dare you disrespect space jam like that <laughs> hey i liked kuroko no basuke <laughs> <laughs> starting anime feuds <laughs> yeah um, but yeah no uh honestly not the most offensive thing i've ever seen um and i i would actually really really enjoy a second season um but definitely with better animation please for god's sake give these people a budget give these people more time to work i i know they can do it i, I believe at them um and with that uh, I'm gonna give uh, Cinderella nine a three. Oh wow! Okay, yeah, it's it's above average in my book. I know a lot of people probably really disagree with me, but I I enjoyed that show well enough. Nice, cool man. Um, I know that was a big question mark. I think when we drafted, I remember this show being kind of a all right. Is this what kind of a sports show is this going to be? So kind of, it's good to hear that you enjoyed it. Yeah. Uh, okay, so the next episode is again mine, <laughs> or the next show <laughs> is again mine. Um, this is one I drafted, and I wasn't really sure about. Um, this is Kono Oto Tomare. Uh, I believe it's listed as like the music of life, or it's it's listed as on on um, on Funimation as Kono Oto Tomare Sounds of Life. Like that's the whole title. So I'm like, okay. pick one or the other Funimation, <laughs> but. Um, this one is a kind of drama, uh, slash high school club show, um, that, uh, centers around, uh, a kid named, um, Kuro, uh, Chika, uh, -huh. uh and Chika, oh, I'm sorry, no, this, sorry, wrong guy, uh, uh chica's the the guy who comes in later sorry uh no, well it does i i would say it centers around kudo chica but we'll get into that it starts off around a guy named uh uh takezo uh, uh kurata and takezo is um he's uh the sole member of the oto uh club or the koto club sorry uh and the uh the koto is like the the big uh, wooden Japanese instrument with strings and stuff like that. Um, kind of like uh, if you play League of Legends and you have Sona, there's a skin called Yuquin Sona. It's a lot like that instrument. Um, makes kind of okay. the same sounds. Um, and uh, like all of all of um, Takazo's seniors uh, graduated uh, the year prior, so he's trying to recruit for uh, the Koto Club. Unfortunately, uh, a group of delinquents kind of um, take over his club room. Um, okay. So he's really trying to get more members to kind of get them out of there and get more people in. And he does a performance at the, you know, the welcoming ceremony for new students, um, him being a second year. And he catches the attention of Kurochika. 
And Kudo is himself, or Chica, is, yeah, I, I can't call him Chica. Sorry, I'm going to go by his yeah. last name. Kudo um, is himself a delinquent. Uh, like, he's lived all of his life. Like, his like his parents were kind of shitty to him. Uh, he was taken in by his, his, you know, very kind grandfather. But, I mean, at that point, kind of the damage has been done. Like, he pretty much just went out and got into fights every day. Um, hmm. But his grandfather was a koto maker. And taught him to kind of be interested in uh, in kotos or in the instrument. Um, and he decides he's going to join the koto club. So he comes in, uh, beats up the delinquents who are, you know, kind of wrecking the, the koto club room. Uh, and like at first, Takazo is like, he doesn't really believe that this delinquent wants to you know, join the club. He thinks, oh, good. I just traded in, you know, these delinquents for this even stronger delinquent. Um, <laughs> but uh, Kudo kind of like through work, like cleaning the club room and stuff like that, like after the, it was trashed and cleaning the the sign, uh, the wooden sign for the, the club room, uh, he gets uh, Takazo to acknowledge that he's, you know, he, he's serious about this. Um, from there, the, the show really does focus on Kudo and, uh, like him joining the club there, they, they need more people than, you know, than just him. Uh, so he brings in, he brings in a group of, they're not really delinquents, but they're, you know, they're, I don't know how to say this, like not the best students, you know, they just kind of the students who go to high school and just kind of like fly by the seat of their pants, just, you know, do what they have to do, but just go home for the rest of the day sure. because they're not that motivated. So me in high school, yeah. basically. <laughs> uh, but uh, this is um, uh, Kota, uh, Sanyasu, and Michitaka. Um, don't remember those names because you don't really hear them that often. <laughs> they're, they're, <laughs> they are really cool characters, and I really enjoy their characters, but they're kind of backgroundy. Um, so they join uh, because they're, they're Kudo's friends. Um, because he saved them from ruffians way back when. Ruffians. Did I say ruffians? You anyway. Did, yeah. <clears throat> Take the cool cats. Cool cats, yeah. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> so that so they join up to to bolster the the club's numbers. Um and they also get uh, uh Hozuki Satoa, who she is the heiress to a, a Koto school. And you find out later th- the reason why she's in like this like shitty high school koto club instead of you know going to her mom's uh koto school um again it's a drama so uh there's like multiple parts to this uh the show uh the first part uh the vice principal sees all these delinquents in this club and they're like well they can't be doing you know they can't be serious about this so uh like he catches them playing games in the in the koto club room the the three guys um and tells basically gives them an ultimatum that if they can perform uh adequately to to his you know to his judgment um uh-huh. then they can keep the koto club but like kudo uh kotos uh sanyasu and michitaka they've never played the koto before so it's up to takazo and satoa to to teach them and they have their first performance and the performances in this show are very well done. Yeah. Um, they, it sometimes stills to stills to the music, but the music is really, really good. I mean, 
I if you like that kind of like you know um I guess I the way I'd say it is like Asian string instrument type of uh type of music. It's um, very traditional Japanese sound. I mean, it's a, it's like an enchanting sound. The koto. Yeah. <laughs> it, uh, yeah. I don't know. I don't think I can listen to that music without hearing um, Japan. But uh, I'm trying to think. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no worries. Um, yeah. So so they they have the first performance. Eventually, you know the the student body kind of convinces um, the the vice principal. Uh, actually, they convince the student body to convince the vice principal. It, it's I, I don't want to give away too much because it's a really funny scene and like re- really well done. Uh, but mm-hmm. they they're allowed to keep on. Um, and it's at this point that uh, uh, we get uh, Hiro uh, Hiro uh, Kurusu, who comes in as a villain. Uh, she is um, kind of a girl who's been. Uh, I, I guess a little jaded into thinking that that you know people's relationships are all fake and stuff like that. So she comes in and tries to kind of break up the Koto Club by using like vicious rumors and stuff like that. And hmm. she's like, she's kind of an asshole, but um, the Koto Club being such good friends, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, uh, kind of <sighs> softens her heart, and she eventually is like, you know what? I think I'll actually try this stuff out. I actually really came to like this character after her little villain arc. Um, she is yeah. an asshole early on, but like she's she gets so much better. Um, uh, we we then move in and Sato. We find out that Sato's mom, uh, like Sato's dad, was uh like a like a koto, I don't know, like prodigy. Like he was amazing. Uh-huh. He ran this like incredibly prestigious school, uh, but he unfortunately dies very young. Uh, well, uh, Sato herself is you know very little. And so the stress of having to manage this prestigious school as not a prodigy, 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 there you go, that's the word, um, and bring up the daughter of a, you know, very, very famous Koto player uh, kind of gets to the mom to the point where she becomes not like physically abusive, but definitely verbally and, and mentally abusive. Mm. Um, and so I guess like Satoa tries to breakthrough to her mom uh using like a, she has like a koto recital and she plays something very off key but something that she wrote herself and the judges and the audiences are very impressed but at this point satoa's mom is so far gone mentally that she snaps at her for not playing like traditional style or whatever um and so that's why satoa like sato actually gets disinherited like right there on the spot so that's wow. why she's at this um at this uh the school it's actually a really sad scene. Um, yeah. We learned that, though, through Kudo. Oh, God, it's su- that's such a good scene. I don't want to give that one away either. Yeah, that's fine. Um, yeah, Kudo's, Kudo, again, uh, th- all throughout, we, we're kind of learning more about him. He's uh, He was also uh, disinherited by his dad, uh, kind of abandoned because he was well, a pretty rough child. Um, and his granddad... Um, took him in and you know tried to teach him how great uh, kotos were and stuff like that and he started to come around and his granddad was teaching him like a little bit of about how to play uh when a group of delinquents that kudo used to hang out with were like man kudo's getting boring let's go smash up his granddad's shop and so they do they like break all the kotos and the granddad from shock um has a heart attack and is hospitalized and eventually dies oh my god um 
And so, but because nobody, you know, sees the the guy smashing it up, and because Kudo has this reputation, it, he's kind of stigmatized as look at him. He even, you know, he killed his grandfather and stuff like that. Jesus. Uh, so Kudo, it, it's uh, it's his like this whole show is like a big redemption arc for him. And the one thing I can say about it is, I usually hate hate the sympathetic like tough guy because this t- like very often they don't make him terribly sympathetic like mm-hmm. and i'm probably going to trigger some people with this but bakugo bakugo is the worst sympathetic bad guy because i'm not sympathetic for him in the slightest um the one the one i can think of besides kudo is uh uh is it kuji from persona 4 he's the only oh, one kanji kanji thank you um Yes, he's the only one I was like, I like this character, but Kudo, I love this character. He like I actually did feel for this character because he's like because of the way he was kind of tossed aside as a kid and stuff like that. Like his his ways of expressing how he feels are very different. It's not always violent, but he's uh-huh. I guess I guess what you would call male Sundere. <laughs> <laughs> um and him and Satwa, like kind of it's pretty clear they have a thing going on. And I like I'm really excited because this show did get a, uh, an announcement for another season in the fall. Nice. I'm okay. hoping that that kind of comes to fruition uh, because um, like there's there's some kind of rom- romantic tension that uh, comes up towards the end of the show. Um, I hope that they develop Takazo a little bit more. He was the he's the, the, the guy who, you know, was in the Koto Club originally. Uh huh. Um, but he didn't really feel like he was well developed. Um, they kind of just—I mean—he gets a little braver towards the end, but that's about it. So, I'm hoping that they do something with his character as well. In what way? Um, I don't know. Just something, it's like because they don't really do anything with him. He—he uh, he just like he—he. Hmm. He, I don't know. How do I say this? He he lets other people kind of step on him. And then towards the end, he kind of stops letting that happen. Um, like he, you know, uh, they have this teacher uh, who's their like cl- advisor for the club. And like this teacher is an asshole. Just to, like always telling them that they <laughs> need to face reality, that they're never going to be as good as the other schools. Um, and like... It's played off as a way like he's not wrong, but you're being an asshole right now. Um, and but like Takuzo just kind of like lets that like happen to him. Just doesn't tell the teacher off until a little bit later. Um, but yeah, like otherwise, he just kind of seemed like a like a whiny little like kind of a I don't know. Not not that not that interesting of a character. I I think he he has the potential to develop a little bit more um with another season and there were kind of hints that hero might be interested in him the you know the girl who was kind of assholey at the beginning uh-huh um i did also appreciate that the other three characters like they actually did get some uh, development uh kota the other blonde-haired character um has a little bit of an arc where he can't play as well as everyone else like he feels like he's falling behind it's mm. like a mini little thing but it's nice that like the kind of side characters get their due um and it's all it all fits really really neatly until i think it's 13 maybe 12 13 episodes i can't remember 13. exactly how many yeah. it was um and the final performance is fantastic 
Um, just it really well animated. It sounded gorgeous. So and like the the final, the final couple episodes all, all involve a, a tournament that they're at, um, and uh, uh, Chica getting to play his or well Kudo sorry Kudo getting to play his <laughs> his grandfather's uh, last Koto for the first time, which is really nice. So yeah, it's it blew me away how much I enjoyed the show. I honestly was thinking that I'm like, all right, well this is probably going to be a really kind of crappy like high school drama. But mm-hmm. I loved every one of these characters, except maybe Takazo, because again, I think he was a little bit boring. Um, but whatever. Um, yeah, uh, animation was on point, but like not, not you know, in- amazing, but definitely not bad. Um, uh, music was fantastic. I loved both the OP and the ED, and I honestly can't wait for more of the show. Um, that being said. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna do with it to this what I did to my favorite drama, uh, Shogun Roku, <laughs> which is like this could be a five with another season, but for now it's a four point five. Sure, um, that's fair. Yeah, fantastic show, and I I honestly can't recommend it enough. It's probably my show of the spring, considering spring was kind of light on shows that I was over the moon about. Hmm. Yeah, I'm totally not surprised. I, I I remember when we were drafting in this show, we were looking at the show. It, it had the feeling of another kind of, I, I don't know if I would call it a show on Genroku, but it had kind of that, that feel to the synopsis and the picture. So mm. uh, definitely, definitely not surprised that it ended up being as good as you say it was. So yeah. hopefully I can find some time to check this one out. And hopefully for those of you who didn't watch it, because I have a feeling not a lot of people maybe did. <laughs> Uh, yeah, please, worth a please watch. do, uh, especially since it's getting another season. And I, I like I, I can't recommend it enough just for the the, um, what do you call it? Like the feeling that you get when when stuff comes around for these characters, you're so happy for them because it's yeah. like ugh, it feels so good when that like when you have that kind of feeling in an anime. So, go nice. watch it. Uh, awesome, man. Okay. This uh, last one is also yours. Yeah, this is the, my first pick uh, from last season. And that is um, Sewayaki Kitsune, uh, Kitsune no Senko-san, or The Helpful Fox Senko-san. Uh, this was a, what was it, 12 episodes? Yeah. A 12 episode show. Um, slice of Life. Uh, very, very... Very very cute. Um, it, I, I think it falls under the uh, uh, category of Yashike or like healing Yashike. anime. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. A what anime that makes more sense? Healing. Healing anime. Interesting. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, this one uh, follows the story of uh, Kuroto Nanako, who Nakano. is a salar. Huh. Nakano. Nakano. What did I say? Nanako. <laughs> oh God damn it. <laughs> Take two. Uh, yes, thank you. Kuroto Nakano is a young salaryman, um, and he's uh, leads an incredibly stressed life because it's a salaryman position in Japan. Um, not honestly a salaryman position anywhere is stressful, but um, you know he comes home late every day. Uh, pretty much just eats whatever he can make in the short time before getting home in bed. Um, 
and uh, one day a uh, fox spirit uh, named Senko um, decides uh, she's just going to up and uh, help this guy out. Um, we find out kind of why a little bit later on, but early on, it's just she just kind of was like, you know what, I'm going to go help this human out. Um, so she shows up um, and well, she shows up and just kind of lets herself into his apartment and starts like making him food. And he shows up uh, to his apartment and there's a uh, a fox girl in there. Um and after, a, you know, some confusion and stuff like that, she pretty much tells him that, uh, you know, she's come to, from the spirit world to pamper him and, and to, to de-stress him. Mm-hmm. Um, pretty much every episode from there on out follows, uh, follows the, the pattern of, like, her trying to, um, you know, get rid of his stress by helping him out with certain things, you know, like, Making him food, cleaning his ears, um, uh, you know, I don't know. I'm trying to think of others. Yeah. Playing games with him. Uh-huh. Um, eventually, we're introduced to, to other characters. Um, we get Shiro, who is a, uh, a, a white, oh, I guess a white-haired um, fox spirit. Uh, and she's jealous that, uh, you know, uh, Nakano gets to eat uh, Senko's food every day, so she comes <laughs> down to to eat food with him, and to you know, eventually she she kind of gets into video games and playing around, and uh, we are, we meet um, uh, Yasuko Koenji, who is um, uh, Nakano's neighbor, and she's also a a mangaka. Uh, <laughs> And then there's like a dynamic between Shiro and and uh, Yasuko, yeah, um, where they're like you know playing around and stuff like that because <laughs> because Yas- Yasuko is kind of insane uh, <laughs> when when she doesn't have enough sleep, which as a mangaka apparently that's a thing. Uh, so she'll just do random crazy shit, and Shiro likes to egg her on. So and she like. She completely doesn't even question the how like how Shiro gets in her apartment a, a couple times, <laughs> um, and what Shiro actually is, or what Senko actually is. She just thinks Senko and Shiro are cosplayers. Yeah, yeah, for for a show, Lonely right? Cosplayers, it's... yeah. For uh, well, it was a uh, Lilioko or something like that. Yeah, yeah. It's it's like a it's like a Fox Girl anime where apparently every episode is the evil Tanuki trying to kill the the fox the girl. fox girl except yeah. until the finale the the fina- <laughs> it's so stupid <laughs> like the finale is like like he like he thinks she's actually dead and, and the like the the raccoon the uh tanuki is actually sad it's so it's so stupid yeah but it was funny um yeah so like just each episode is like different scenarios of different ways that senko can help out um there's like a beach episode um yeah like an episode in the snow uh, i mean it, it like like it's, logan said it's it falls into that healing anime uh category yeah it, it's kind of hard to i think give the show the kind of the justice it deserves mm-hmm. uh just by talking about it because a lot of it is kind of 
due to like the atmosphere of the episodes and kind of like the slower pace and you know i i the i think the thing that i appreciated most out of the show was just kind of the constant reminders to you know slow down and just take it easy mm-hmm. and let yourself be pampered every now and then yeah now that was and and it did have that uh or for lack of a better term, that like Eurocamp comfy feel sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Where it was just like, like this is definitely a show I could, like maybe you could binge it, but I wouldn't recommend that. Nah. Not because it's it's not bingeable. It definitely is. I mean, you could, but like this is a, you know, end of the work day. Fuck, I'm tired. I'm just gonna throw on Senko San and chill, mm-hmm. like that kind of thing. Um, yeah, I mean, I I did definitely appreciate like that kind of message and. And I also did appreciate, like later on, we get uh, we get uh, uh, Yozora, who is the head Kitsune spirit, who's like a thousand years old, and uh, she's fantastic looking. I wish we had more of her in that show, <laughs> but it would be a very different show if we had more of her. Uh-huh. <laughs> but she also she also does help out, you know, uh, it, with the I guess the healing process, the pampering process in her own way. Um, but yeah, I mean. Yeah, it, it really is hard to do justice to the show uh, through just talking alone. I do hope it gets another season because I think that'd yeah. be awesome. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't know what else to say. This is it. it now, if it does, if that doesn't sound appealing, I wouldn't try it because it's definitely not for everyone. But I could definitely, I say that if it sounds at all appealing, just try what we said. Just after a long day of work or school or I don't know, whatever it is you do, yeah. um, just throw this on. And I, th- I think you'll actually be pretty relaxed. Kind of like when I watched Eurocamp after school. Uh-huh. Yeah. See, I'm thinking like a Eurocamp or a non Biori, just another show that you can kind of have on in the background to relax too. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I didn't realize there was actually a genre for that. But yeah. non Biori is, is like, I can actually binge that. This one, I, I don't think I could. Um, not because I don't like it, but same with Eurocamp. Like, I remember I tried to binge a couple episodes of Eurocamp, and I was so, I get, for lack of, because I was watching it in bed, I was so, for lack of a better term, comfy, I would just pass out. Not because it wasn't interesting, but because yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah. ah, this is, just, this is such a comfy show. <laughs> it just sounds like the environments are very uh, relaxing. Yeah, I got that out of Nana Biori. Yeah, uh, definitely worth a watch, though. And the characters, uh, the the animation is super super cute. Yeah. Um. And yeah, I mean, good message, uh, especially for those uh, who maybe overwork. Um, yeah, I would say don't go into this one looking for any, uh, you know, blow you away kind of storyline. Um, yeah. Just take it. Sounds like don't go into it tired like I normally go into. No, watching no, no. I think that's anime. the perfect time to go into this one actually. Really? Yeah, I yeah. I would watch this one usually late before you know going to bed, and then you know, I always felt happier and more relaxed, like uh, Carlos said. Mm. So I think that's like the perfect time to watch it. Plus, for you, Jeff, you can maybe uh, uh, think of <laughs> not, uh-huh. maybe that'd be a bad way to say this. Uh, you can find things that uh, maybe you can ask your wife to do, like clean out your ears, <laughs> 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 which is apparently oh, a Japanese thing that that people do (laughs) (laughs) or brew you sake okay that one i can get (laughs) on 
<laughs> you're gonna have to teach her quite a bit but if she could do that that'd be pretty cool um yeah so i i actually would recommend this show um in terms of rating i do love this show but i'd probably give yeah. it a four yeah that's probably where i'm at as well i mean um, i, I want to give it a higher rating but i, I don't think it war- like i don't think it's that kind of show that's just like like you said it doesn't blow me away it just it does it does what it does very very well yeah like oh. i think that by the end of the show i know this was like a really big complaint that eric had with it um there's doesn't seem like there's a whole lot of character growth overall mm. um over the course of the show if we had seen a more substantial growth in character like maybe some lessons actually being learned from what Senko's trying to to teach. Um, I could probably give it a, a higher score, but yeah, I think four out of five is right where it sits for me. Yeah, I think I think what I could have hoped for in terms of story is uh, Nakano eventually just being like, if not because like you know quitting's a big thing in Japan. It's like a big sure. no, you don't do that. But like I. I would respect the show quite a bit if he if it was like a take this job and just cause shove it kind of moment because they like they portray the the bosses and all that stuff in the show is just like these awful people or like there's a coworker that just can never get his own work done so he's always yeah. falling back on Nakano. If if this had ended with like him being like I can't live healthily like this without a fox spirit helping me, something has to change. Yeah, this probably would have gone up a little bit, but yeah, I mean as it stands, um, just as a healing anime, just as a, you know, uh, this is like really comfortable and really relaxing show. It's a, it's yeah. definitely a four. So. Yep. That's going to do it for this one. Okay. Kind of a shorter episode, but that's fine. We need those every now and then. <laughs> the next uh, one will be, might be a little longer because I, I have a feeling we're going to be talking about some of those shows a little bit more. For sure. Yeah, definitely a lot more discussion to be had, I think, um, in the next one. A lot one. of shorts. Uh, it sounds like a lot of really good shorts. I mean, the ones I watched, I know I really enjoyed. Yeah. Yeah. I Honestly, I, I have to say, I'm really, I, I think it was before we started the cast, I'm really enjoying this new kind of 12-minute short theme that we seem to have with a lot of the shorts mm-hmm. like it's about half of an episode but with some of these shows it's just the perfect length for sure yeah um before we we start to sign off did we mention uh, art like the idea that we had for the the new format for shows no no we can do that now okay did Jack, um, did you want to do that since it was your yeah. idea I think I, I think I kind of talk about this in an episode that is to come, maybe. <laughs> and um, I, I think with a lot of a lot of feedback, I think we've gotten in my personal opinion, and I kind of in talking to you guys, it would be nice if we maybe moved more to reviewing, doing a full-on review of less shows, and reviewing more shows together because I think it produces a lot more interesting discussion and i think it's always really fun to be able to talk to someone about a show that you just watched as opposed to kind of tell them about it uh-huh. <laughs> so i was thinking kind of in the idea of going back to maybe doing some like minor first impressions on some of our shows you know a month or so into the season and if there are shows that we feel like we're not going to enjoy watching or we just don't really feel like it's the show for us that season maybe we can 
drop that show. Give a first impression, give an idea. I think after the three or four episodes, you have an idea of whether you can recommend that or not to someone else. But then pick up a show from one of the other, one of you guys, well, if it was me. Yeah, it wasn't that we get to... It, tell you what kind of show you're going to exactly watch. yeah mm-hmm. yeah so it would be kind of i say pick up as kind of your punishment for dropping a show you basically have to watch a show that you're assigned at that point um so hopefully i can trust you guys to uh, be kind and assign <laughs> <laughs> yeah. shows that you actually think the other person would want to watch but we'll have to, i think what it would we'll have to come up with like a, a chart for that then like maybe one season like so like let's say one season it's like i give a show to logan logan gives a show to jeff jeff gives a show to me and then the next season we switch that rotation like the other way or something like that well yeah that makes sense because then we would always we wouldn't always be getting a show from the same person because other uh, because otherwise it's like like i drop a show and then jeff uh you and logan are fighting for like which show i have to watch so this way it's like you know there's a set sure. thing. Sure. I also would love to watch more shows with Logan. I think it's been, unfortunately, a trend that you and I just <laughs> very rarely ever get to review shows together. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, this is kind of an idea spawned from that. And, Three years um, in and nearly 100 episodes later, and we're still fine-tuning this guy. So, <laughs> just bear with us out there. Uh, hopefully, like, you know what? Send us, like, you know, now that you've heard, you know, this... Uh, let us know what you think. Um, I'd love to know what the community thinks of this. I, I'd hope that you guys want us to discuss shows more. Uh, and like Jeff said, uh, for most of the feedback we get, people do enjoy it more when we actually do have in-depth discussions on shows and stuff like that. Yeah. So the downside, you get to hear about less shows in our review casts. But honestly, if we're dropping the show, it's likely not going to be, we're not going to be that interested to give a, review that is going to be really in depth. So hopefully it produces more interesting discussion and more interesting reviews for you all to listen to. So yeah, I'm definitely interested to hear what you all think about that. And I wouldn't say it's fine tuning. I'd say we're just staying fresh. We're keeping, we're we're keeping things fresh. That's an optimistic way to look at things. (laughs) Um, Ever the optimist. Ever the optimist. (laughs) Unless I'm hungry. Uh, Yes. (laughs) throwback <laughs> <laughs> okay that's gonna do it for this one um i guess if you want to get into our discord and talk to us or you know play games with us or whatever who wants to talk to yeah us? i know no one honestly um you can find us on our various <laughs> social medias we are on uh, Twitter at anime underscore arcade. We are on Facebook at facebook.com slash anime arcade. We are on Instagram at the underscore anime underscore arcade. Our email is mail.animearcade at gmail.com. And our website is animearcade.net. Um, there's a poll up there right now for uh, what's your favorite uh, Love Live oh, Muse song is. Or is, is it done? It's, um, it, it, I mean, I guess you could you could definitely answer that way. Uh, but... Um... Yeah, no, it's it's um, what was it? Uh, what what songs uh you are most excited to see at Love Live Fest from Muse? Yes, because this will be the first time Muse is coming back to the stage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Probably the first time a lot of Love Live fans will be what Muse will be performing while they've been fans. I think a lot of people got into Love Live maybe around the time Final Live happened or after. 
I mean, we, we were so, we were the three of us were definitely fans before. It's just we we weren't yeah. really uh, hell. We were barely aware that there was a like an, a live idol scene for Love Live. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's not yeah. something that's talked over on this side of the. Yeah, issue. we've we've evolved, I think, a lot as, as fans <laughs> <For> since then. <laughs> um, Especially you, Carlo. <laughs> yeah, I, I think over the past like like few months, I think you guys have definitely more than me. Over the, over the past year, well, yeah, over the over the past year, you guys definitely more than me. Because Logan, you you started getting really into them after last year's. Yeah, uh, AX last year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've just jumped into kind of that, uh, what is it, the time the time capsule, the thing that the Goku does his training uh, in. Hyperbolic time chamber. <laughs> hyperbolic, hyperbolic yeah. time chamber, yeah. Yeah, I wish and, I had uh, Yeah, me been too. Working on my working on my idol fandom over the last month or so. <laughs> just imagining an, an idol fan inside one of those things, just like waving <laughs> light sticks for a... <laughs> oh, oh, wait, that wasn't right. I gotta do it again. <laughs> uh, he is the perfect idol fan. Carlos is at like you know idol fan level three at this point. His hair is actually really blonde now and starting to get kind of long. <laughs> Good lord! All right, we're, we're merging <laughs> genres. We need to go. Actually, yeah. no, it wouldn't be the hair. It would be the amount of light sticks you have that you hold in your hand. That's what it is. <laughs> okay. He's holding fifteen. Um, Nani? Yeah, Nani. <laughs> we're done. This is it. His power level is six light sticks. Uh, okay. <laughs> I just want to thank you all for sticking around. Um, <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm not, but I kind of am. <laughs> thank you for listening, and we'll catch you next week. <laughs> See you next time. <laughs>